In this episode, once again, we speak to the amazing Cheryl Woods. Cheryl is a CEO of Vocalize and founder of SpeakerCon. She's empowered over 72,200 people to execute on their dreams. And she has taught over 10,000 women how to turn themselves into amazing speakers with her entrepreneur success strategies. And in today's episode, she's speaking to us about the eight core steps to maximize your voice on the global stage. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the beautiful, the amazing, the fabulous Dr. Cheryl Woods. Welcome, Dr. Cheryl. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming back. We had such a fantastic conversation on on Friday Feature the other day. We had to have you back and we had to actually ask you for some help and some advice and some some pointers further. But before we do any of that, please tell everybody in your own words what it is that you do. Yes. So I specialize in helping entrepreneurs, specifically women entrepreneurs, to really unleash the power of their voice. And I believe your voice is comprised of your story, your unique life experiences, and your expert knowledge that you've amassed over time. How do I maximize that so that I'm impacting global lives with my messaging? And also, how do I monetize it? So create that as an additional revenue stream in, a, in my business, in addition to everything else that I do. Fantastic. And this is exactly the topic we're going to be talking about, which is how to maximize your voice on the global stage. So talk us through this, Dr. Cheryl, you know, how does, um, you know, what's the, what are the steps for this? You know, take, take us through the various stages. Yeah. So really there are eight core things that I believe are a part of maximizing your voice on global stages. Um, the mm-hmm. first one is simply mastery. So that means there has to be something that you have mastered so well not that you're teaching in theory, but you're teaching through your real hand, firsthand experience um, that you've mastered so that you can train someone else. So basically, as entrepreneurs, we're creating solutions in the marketplace. And that means someone has a problem or they have a pain that they want solved and we help them to solve it. Well, mm-hmm. the best way for you to be able to solve more problems for people, for more people, is to get on a one-to-many model. That's what speaking does versus one-to-one. So if I'm speaking to only one person at a time, you know, the impact that I'm going to be make is going to be drastically reduced versus if I'm on stages. And and those stages are both live and virtual. So it could be a webinar is still a stage, a, a podcast that's still a stage, anywhere where you're using your voice. The question becomes, do you have specificity about what it is that you're teaching when you are stepping on those stages. And that requires a level of mastery related to some type of niche expertise or area of expertise. Okay, fabulous. So that's step one. So basically, I mean, that makes sense to me. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I've known this before, that if you're passionate about something, you become an expert on it without even realizing, you're, you know, you've become a master <laughs> at it. Because you're just you're constantly learning about it. And I remember doing this about money even before I became, it made so, so much sense for me to come into the, uh, you know, as a money mindset person, because I was interested in money. 
and I learned how it works and whatever. And previously, I was a banking finance lawyer, not knowing again that I was attracted to money. So hence, I went into that segment. So number one is mastery on whatever topic that you want to teach, which makes yeah. sense. What's yeah. step two then? Number two is clarity. And clarity is clarity about what your core message is, or you'll hear it referenced as a signature message. So what okay. is the signature message that you want to teach to a specific audience or an ideal client in the world mm-hmm. on a consistent basis? So right. a lot of times entrepreneurs lack clarity. And so they're never able to get to the audience who raises their hand and says, oh my God, you're talking to me because everything that they're speaking is, it's in a broad perspective. It's mm-hmm. not specific. It's more of a generalist versus a specialist. So mm-hmm. I want to get clarity about what your messaging is. What is the solution that you provide? Or how do you help people to achieve a certain desired result that they might want? And who is that ideal audience that you want to serve? Now, clarity also means understanding that just because you identify a core audience or an ideal uh, audience client that you want to serve doesn't mean you can't serve people outside of that audience. Of course. So yeah. sometimes that's where entrepreneurs get really afraid. Well, I don't want to say that I only that I teach moms because I teach more than just moms, or I don't want to see say that I specialize and work with women because I can teach men too. You're never saying that you cannot reach or teach people outside of your target, but you have got to speak the language of somebody. So in other words, I think about when I was a legal secretary, lawyers speak a certain language. Attorneys speak a certain language. My sister is a nurse. Nurses speak a certain language. Teachers speak a certain language and educators, right? So you've got to be able to speak the language of a specific audience so that they know that you get them, you understand them, and you can help them because you've been where they where they currently are and you've come out on the other side as someone who has an answer and a solution that can help pull them out of the pain that, they, that they're currently in. So clarity is key. Clarity about who you are, your core message, and who your ideal audience is. And then what are the ways that you're going to help pull them out of the pain that they're in or achieve a desired result? Okay, so that's amazing. So clarity in terms of your messaging and who you're serving and yeah. how you're serving. So basically those three steps. Wonderful. Yep. And what's step number three then? Step number three is visibility. And I want you to jot this in your notes. Visibility will always trump ability. Why? Because it doesn't matter how abled you are, how uh, educated you are, how much you know. If no one knows what you know, then you are what? A best kept secret. (laughs) And you cannot impact lives, transform the trajectory of where people are going and who they're becoming and make money if you're a best kept secret. So you have to be visible in the marketplace. And sometimes that means you've got to jump out and you've got to do some things that you don't really necessarily love. But if that's how people are consuming content, you've got to stay relevant and you've got to stay relatable to what's happening right now. So I'll I'll use an example. So from my perspective as a speaker, I prefer I love live stages because now I'm able to get the energy of the room. I'm able to monitor and manage the energy of the room. I'm able to see people's facial expressions and body language. That's challenging in the virtual space. But if people are consuming content virtually because for the past few years we've been in the pandemic, I'm either going to sink or I'm going to swim. And so yeah. for me, it's never an option of sinking. I've got to swim, which means I've got to make sure that I am visible in the places where people are consuming content. That means I have to be doing webinars and virtual conferences and virtual summits and things of that nature. So really being uh, uh, laser focused on how people are consuming content and showing up in those places. Another uh, example is Reels and TikTok. I know a lot of us as business uh, business owners and entrepreneurs were like, oh, well, that's for the young folks. No, it's not just for the young folks. People are consuming content. So now, because I have three teenagers, I'm like, look, 
teach me how to do this thing called TikTok. Teach mm-hmm. me how to do this thing called Reels because that's how people are consuming content. I know entrepreneurs who are generating more than $10,000 a day just through TikToks and Reels because mm-hmm. they make it specific to the audience that's following them. So you can mm-hmm. still educate people based on a TikTok or a Reel. Yeah. So where are you showing up so that you are gaining visibility? Are you doing your Facebook Lives? Are you consistently visible in front of your prospects through your newsletters or your e-zines? Are you doing the IGTV? Like there's so many ways for you to show up now. There's no excuse to say, oh, I can't find my people. Yeah, you can find your people. The question is, can they find you? Agreed, agreed. And I think there's so many different mediums out there uh, um, that you can just um, be comfortable at. I know personally, I'm good at camera and I'm good at audio. I prefer audio, hence the the podcast. And we record this as well. So the YouTube has always become second because I'm not that fussed about it because of the, the podcast is, is my, you know, is my realm. Um, probably because because I'm a lawyer in the background, we, you know, we're used to talking. <laughs> so auditory is my, my forte. But it, yeah, there is absolutely no excuse in this day and age. You can, there's even Clubhouse now where you can just go and talk and whatever else. Um, and obviously with the rise of platforms such as YouTube and um, and IG and whatever, and even YouTube, you can have you have YouTube shorts as well. So there's so many different venues and so many different places and so many places to be visible. If anything, there's so, there's so much available, there's so much competition around it. You you need to just pick a pick a platform and then you know make that master that particular platform and just make that your home, so to speak. But you can be visible and you should be visible because if otherwise you could be the best at what you do, but who's going to buy from you? Who's going to know from you? And, um, and who knows that you're an expert if you're not giving expert advice? So you've got to be somewhere pouring into people, giving ex- some level of expert advice if you're going to call yourself an expert who's ultimately going to have options and uh, deliverables that people can invest in. If I'm going to invest in what you're selling, I need to, on some level, see you as an expert, which means I need to see you in the marketplace transforming other people's lives so that I have social proof. So that visibility showing up and educating and informing people and demonstrating your expertise, that's a necessary part of the journey. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Okay, so that's number three, which is visibility. What's number four? Number four, I would say, is transparency. And transparency is simply being willing to share your mess and your success. This is what I connect to a heart to heart connection with people because you're willing to share more than just strategies and step by step bullet points. I teach my clients that people remember and repeat stories, not bullet points. So transparency really connects to the storytelling side of speaking. If anyone gets on a stage and they're only sharing with you all the success that they've experienced and all the great things that have been happening in your life, there's no connection because most times the people who are in the audience are currently in a pain that they're looking for a solution to. So when you're in a pain, it's very hard to celebrate somebody else's success because they're already on the other side of the pain. But if I pull you in and remind you, hey, I've been where you are. Oh, that's a different space. That's a different angle. Now I can potentially see myself in you as the speaker, even though you've already come out of the pain I'm in, I can see myself in you. And if I can see myself in you, then I can potentially achieve a level, at least some level or version of what you've achieved. So now I have hope. So now there's a, a, what we call pulling on people based on their heartstrings, share your mess, share the, the yucky parts of your journey, not just, oh, now I'm a million dollar earning business. Okay. That's great but I'm not there. I'm trying to get there. So what can you teach me? How can you help me in the space I'm at and the season that I'm in? So that's why I say transparency, share your mess and your success. Your mess is your connection with the audience, heart to heart. And then your success becomes a part of your credibility with the audience where they say, okay, you're the person who can take me 
where I want to go because you have accomplished it already. And I, I, I completely 100% agree with that. This is exactly the way reason why our, our podcast is designed the way it is. On our uh, on the Friday feature, we share the hero's journey. And it, this is where we share the mess. Right. <laughs> we share the mess there and then the, the teachability or some advice or whatever is shared on the money talkies because now we can say look I've been there done that and I've had that I've had that t-shirt bought it all already but now I've come out the other end and now I can help you um, come out the other end too and this is so so important and this is the same, the same reason why in um, Monday episodes or my episodes I keep them to myself and I, I go and ramble on whatever I want to ramble on about and it's almost become, I would say, it's almost become my personal diary on Monday because I, yes, I've got all the success and I've done really, really well, but I constantly share the fact that one, I don't forget where I come from and I, I know my ups and downs and you can go back in previous episodes and listen to all my previous <laughs> mistakes and whatever have you. Plus every single day I'm learning I'm, and I'm learning, I'm learning from people who are probably not financially where I am, who may not be spiritually where I am or who may not be worldly where I am because people have different strengths in different areas, right? But Everybody teaches you and everybody's your teacher. Yeah. I, I I was listening to, I can't, I can't remember the book's name now, uh, where they say, where this message that was reminded to me again, that nobody is your enemy, nobody is your friend, everyone's your teacher. Mm-hmm. And so everybody can teach you different things. And those lessons that I learned, that are, or sometimes are, are reminders of previous lessons now, I'm like, oh, okay, that's what I'm doing. I share those on Monday episodes. Purely to let people know, I'm still a work in progress. I'm not where I want to be. Right. I'm, I'm no longer where I used to be, but I'm no longer where I want to be. I'm still a work in progress. And if I'm learning, if I can still make mistakes, then it's okay for you to make mistakes and learn too. And this is so important to remind uh, re- remind people because I think too many times people get bogged down. Well, if I own up my mistakes, if I share my vulnerability, somehow I'll lose my credibility. Mm-hmm. I found it worse. When you share your vulnerability, you gain credibility. Uh-huh. And you get that like and trust factor built in. Um, it's almost given when someone, you know, when someone buys into your story, like literally is invested in your story, then they already like you and they are more willing to work with you because they can see how you've transformed your life. So you're probably best situated to help them transform their life compared to somebody who's just in a fabulous job and, you know, has, who's now running this million pound business on a monthly basis or whatever have you. And they may have gone through the journey, but if they haven't shared the journey with me, then I don't know if they're the person for me. Does that make sense? So I truly believe the number four transparency is absolutely key to for you to connect with your audience. So what's step number five? Yeah, step number five. Step number five is authenticity. And but let me go back and piggyback on what you just said as well, because the reality is perfection is an unattainable goal. And so Ooh, right, when people, right, when people don't share the parts where they struggled, then it creates a an a, per, a perception of perfection. And I can't I can't ever be perfect. So now I can't even see myself in you, which means I lose hope that I can ever get out of the pain that I'm in because you've created this false. expectation of perfection for me. So yeah, I love that. Absolutely. Um, Number five is authenticity. Authenticity means just be you. You are good enough. You are worthy. You are capable just as you are. You don't have to walk like, talk like, look like, or act like anybody else. You don't have to imitate anybody else. Just be the most amazing representation of who you are. If you're funny and humorous, be funny and humorous. If you silly, be silly. Whatever the thing is that makes you 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 want to bring that to every audience because you never want to have to figure out okay wait 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 who was i yesterday who did i pretend to be yesterday i don't want to have to show up on anybody's platform trying to figure out who i pretended to be the other day 
I just mm-hmm. always want to walk in my unique personality and who I am. I'm I'm pretty, you know, I'm pretty dramatic when I speak. I make all kinds of faces when I speak. <laughs> I'm animated. I'm passionate. Sometimes I'm sweating. Like it just is who it is. That's who I am. So I don't want to be an imitation of anybody else. I always want to be an original. So just be the original you and understand that there is power in that and that you will draw and magnetize a audience to you based on who you are, not you trying to imitate another speaker. I love that. And I, I think I truly believe in that too, because I, I think your your unique attributes and which sometimes could be seen as quirky as well, they're yours. Yeah. Own them. I always say this. I mean, I I, I think most, uh, not most, but I know that growing up in my generation and even the next generation, they're not like Bollywood or whatever. I say, I'm a Bollywood queen. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I break into song and dance every now and again, you know, even on my webinars or my workshops, because that's me. I, 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 you know, I'm passionate about two things, Bollywood and money. And <laughs> about money so of course Bollywood has to come in the picture and I share that but I share it in the most not trying to be funny it's just I am who I am and I do in my normal day-to-day life I would break into a song and dance or I'll come up with a you know a, a song that for every because Bollywood has so many songs and it has five six songs per movie there's a song on every situation <laughs> you can guarantee you give me a situation I'll probably find a song for it so I do that in my normal day-to-day life so that comes in my normal conversation it doesn't matter if you don't understand the things you can find the humor in just my, you know, in, in whatever I'm saying. And, and people who do get it from the similar backgrounds, they laugh their heads off like, oh, she's being silly again. But it's it's me being me sharing parts of me that I would with my friends and my family, which I'm sharing now with my audience, which they connect with and they resonate with. Not me pretending to be this sophisticated who loves opera. I don't like opera. Um, no, no, I mean opera. Um, I don't like opera. I'm not into classical music. That's not my thing. I'm into trashy Bollywood music. <laughs> <laughs> Just being me helps, you know. I don't have to personify this sophisticated person. I can just be the quirky, weird, you know, loving, cleaner person. And I found people, even those who don't understand Bollywood music, right? They one probably got research was what the the hell is Bollywood music for starters, and secondly, they they appreciate the fact that I'm not pretending to be anyone but me, and I'm being me. And you can like me or not like me. I'm okay with it. When you own your quirkiness, when you own your unique quirks, I think everyone's quirky in their own different ways. When you own your every aspect of yourself unashamedly, one of mine is I'm dyslexic, I'm severely dyslexic. I wear that like a badge of honor because I didn't know this in the first year of my law degree. So I, you know, I, I'm, and I'm still, you know, if you have my slides, probably have a slight mistake, even though I do have a team now who goes through it, make sure my goal, we can't have mistakes anymore. But I, when I was doing it in early days, I had mistakes on that. And I'm like, by the way, you probably see mistakes in there. Ignore it because I'm dyslexic. Ha, ah, there we are. And when you own silliness like that and just accept who you are, people appreciate you more. I found that. Yeah. Nobody wants me to be perfect. I'm not perfect. Why should they expect me to be perfect? At the same time, if I don't expect me to be perfect, then they won't. Then they wouldn't allow themselves to get off the hook because they don't have to be perfect either. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. And, you know, and, and, and the beautiful part about, about that is 
So you free yourself, but then you free somebody else to also walk in their authentic footsteps, right? So when they see you owning your quirkiness and just being you, they're like, well, okay, well, maybe I have permission to just be me too. And now you start to see a different side of them come out where they can pull back the layers and, you know, let down their guard. So it is when you're authentic about still about making your life bigger than you, because you being in your authentic space and your authentic zone allows someone else, gives them permission without you saying to them, you have permission. It gives them that permission to also release everything that they think the people expect of them and simply be who they are called to be. Exactly. And that's the most beautiful place. And we get a million or billion, rather six billion individuals rather than, um, you know, six billion carbon copies of each other, which is here for, which is amazing. Okay. So that's step number five. What's step number six then? Number six is consistency. This is a big one. This is a massive, like there's nothing that you can do one time and think that you're going to produce or manifest the results that you want. You've got to keep showing up over and over and over again. So consistency in how often you show up, consistency in what your messaging is. You can't be all over the place. This week, you're an expert in one thing. And two weeks later, you're an expert in something else. And next month, you've switched to something else because nothing has gained traction. And now people are confused and a confused mind doesn't buy. So now you're not even making the impact that you could. You certainly aren't making the money that you could because you aren't consistent in your messaging. So are you consistent in showing up? Are you consistent in your messaging? Are you consistent in nurturing and developing relationships and joint ventures and collaborations? Like everything has to be a level of, I keep showing up and I keep showing up over and over and over again until I manifest what I want. And then, of course, we all know that the finish line keeps moving. So now we create some new goals and new things that we want to do. And we keep showing up consistently in that. So consistency has to be a that's a mandatory part of the journey. It's not optional. I agree. And I think there's a there's a there's an element that people forget. And I think there's a you know, I I talk about this uh, quite often, the compounding effect. And it's not just present in your finances. It's actually present in everything you do. That's how nature is. So what you do when you show up consistently, you start building a start to build this compounding effect because people listen to you again and again and again and again and that's when you start building traction and that's actually how the logarithms work too be a facebook ig or whatever have you they start seeing these people coming back to you again then they start shooting to more people showing to more people and that's how you build up but if you're doing this one hit wonder um <laughs> oh God, yeah, so i did i got a uh, did a reel and it got like a, you know two thousand views and then i'll do another reel a week later and it got 200 views oh that didn't work let me just let me just go on to maybe tiktok now or maybe i'm going on to youtube shoots or, or maybe i do something else it doesn't work you have yeah. to constantly show up in the same place you can also do um, elsewhere like I mean, you can always in this day and age if you do a tiktok reel um you can i mean tiktok uh, uh, video you can always uh, repurpose as a, as a ig reel you can yeah. uh, youtube course. repurpose but don't lose sight of that platform and build consistency and i think this is the key and this is the key for anything be i think the only reason why you had a breakthrough with your speaking engagements because you consistently showed up to the networking engagements speaking to people you know and, and providing that service and showing people i'm available tell the universe universe I'm available. I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to put my faith in, do the work first and have faith that I'm going to see the results and then receive the results after. I think people want to see the results before they put the effort. And I think that's putting the the, uh, the cart before the horse. And this is why they fumble and they lose heart. Yeah. And, and the other thing for entrepreneurs also in alignment with that is consistently deliver what you promise. 
and yes. over deliver. Like, don't promise people something. And, you know, sometimes you're on, sometimes you're not, sometimes you're, no, you've got to consistently deliver and over deliver. You've got to make sure that you are fulfilling the things that you promise people that you're going to give them or provide to them when they invest in whatever it is that you offer. So whether it's somebody hiring you to speak on stage, act like that's the, look, you're only as good as your last performance. So that performance needs to be like, oh, this might be my last performance. Like, yeah. don't go on what people have heard about you. When I come into a room to speak, most people are like, oh, that's Dr. Cheryl. Oh, you better get ready. Well, guess what? I'm going to make sure I, I meet that standard of expectation that's been created based on my reputation. I'm not going to just take it for granted that, oh, it's only 50 people in this room. That one was 5,000, but this is only 50. So I can, no, I'm always going to over deliver and meet the expectation and hopefully rise above the expectation. And then even when it comes to serving people once you're off the stage, right? Because as speakers, we share a message on the stage, which basically opens people's eyes up and minds up to what's possible. And then when we step off the stage, we should have some type of deliverable that they can invest in to help mm -hmm. usher them into what we just promised them from the stage. So it doesn't yeah. stop at the stage. Even for those people who become your clients, your coaching clients, or people who are working with you through a, a, some type of course or program, always over deliver because they will start to become a part of your walking, talking billboards who are now out there saying, oh my God, her XYZ course program coaching is amazing. And yes, you should sign up. And that's because you're consistently over delivering. I love that. I love that. And I think that's, I think too many people fall short of that. They, they, they're okay with delivering to 5,000 people, yeah. but they come into a room with five people and yeah. they're like, oh, okay. So I know this for a fact that, you know, when I do podcasts, you know, when I guest appear on other people's podcasts, it doesn't matter to me if they have five listeners, one listeners or a million listeners, I'm going to give my best mm -hmm. to every single episode that I'm, I, I feel privileged to be a guest on. I feel privileged to be anyone who asks me to be a guest because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk, of course. <laughs> I, it's, it's that, that, that honesty that comes through in your voice, which is picked up subliminally by everybody else. And I would say, Whatever intention you hold behind your actions is picked up on the ethers by people subtly, you know, by, your, by their subconscious mind. And they either respond to you or they react to you and so, you know, they're repelled by you because of that reason. And they may not even understand, you know, I didn't connect with the speaker. I don't know why. Uh, but there's a reason for it because the, if the speaker isn't being authentic, the reason if the speaker isn't valuing the audience yeah. and is not giving them the respect, then the audience will pick that up. And it'll, they may not understand it. They may not be able to verbalize it, mm -hmm. but they'll pick up the subtleties through subconscious mind. And then they'll be like, hmm, bit icky, bit uncomfortable. Not sure why, though. And it still comes. So, and I see that all the time yeah. um, you know, with people when they're not consistent. And I do that. Uh, I, you know, I, um, these speakers who are very big on sales. And, um, of course, you know, there's, sales is a great way because that's the only way we, you know, um, we can help people. But it's when they're all everything they're teaching is all gearing towards sales. It's a sale, everything's a big sales pitch. Mm -hmm. That really bugs me. I'm like, hmm, you know, because I can, I it, the subtleties are, you know, you, I'm picking up. It's all about, you know, that that end game that they're aim, aiming for. Which is, there's no harm in that. But yeah, there's a there's a way. They, I think sometimes, I mean, there are other people who sell, and I think all as speakers, we all sell from the stage or from the webinars or whatever we have. We, but if the intention, my intention behind my workshop, for example, is how many people can I impact? Because I know my mastermind's high end, but everybody is in the right place to be able to afford that. So I come in and I give the workshop workshop to such a level. It doesn't matter if there's 50 people in there or 500 people in there. 
I'm going to give my best and make sure that every single person is able to go ahead and learn from there and move on and hopefully be in a position to go and hide for my higher mastermind. But the moment majority of them not, and I understand that. And when I come with that intention of how many people can I help and how fully can I help, that's a lot different from like, okay, how many people over here can I convert into my buyers and how many of them can I get into my mastermind? There's two different intentions. And whatever intention you have, and you may produce equal amount of you know awesomeness in your in your workshops. It doesn't matter what intention you have, but the intention you have will determine how many people connect with you and the kind of people who connect with you. Important. Mm-hmm. So this is why, um, you know, this being consistent, not just with your message, but your intention and yeah. in your authenticity and your honesty and integrity is very important. I love yeah. that. So what's number seven then? So number seven is credibility. You've got to have some credibility, meaning we call this our case studies, kind of what makes your solution that you're presenting from the stage, what makes it credible? What makes it a viable solution that actually is going to work for me? Because I might have access to 10 other speakers who are telling me their solution is going to work for me. So I need you to demonstrate to me the credibility and viability of your system or your process or your methodology or your system that you're saying is going to shift the trajectory of who I am in some area of my life. So having case studies, or I like to call them branches, like who are the branches that extend from you? You are the tree, you're firmly rooted, but there should be branches that are growing up from you and extending out that say, oh my God, yes, this program, this course, this thing that she's delivering, it shifted my life. Here are the results I've gotten as Uh, as a member of her membership or her community or this program or this course, who are those individuals? You should not be the only person saying that your deliverables are amazing. (laughs) Like that's, that's cute that you're saying that it's, it's good and it works, but you need other people who are out there in the marketplace saying, Oh my God, if you want a speaker program, you've got to connect with Dr. Sherwood. If you want to learn how to tell your story, and if you want to know how to connect and captivate audiences, oh my God, you got to connect with Dr. Cheryl. If you want to learn money mindset, oh my God, you've got to connect with Cole. So mm-hmm. we want people out there who are, again, our walking, talking billboards that lend to our credibility that yes, we deliver what we say we're going to deliver. We over deliver. But also on the other end of that, if you follow the step-by-step system process methodology, that you will achieve the results. Wonderful. And I completely agree with that. I think this third-party validation is so important. Um, and so the credibility you get. And also, I, I think this, you know, when you help people, even if you start off with pro bono work, by the way, because initially you can start off with pro bono work. But um, but I do feel that, you know, when you, when you somebody pays their exchange of energies, they receive a lot more from you than, than compared to pro bono. But either way, having those testimonials and that, you know, that builds credibility for other people, but it also helps you gain the confidence I can help, I can actually deliver this. I'm actually provide the deliverables. I actually can help people transform their lives. I actually help them what I say I'm going to help them with. And that confidence that you have in your ability comes out to the audience when you're speaking to them as well. So this is so, so important. And I believe that too is true. Okay, so what's number eight then? So last but not least is profitability. That's where we all want to be. So this is like, just think of this as a pyramid and you're starting at that mastery and clarity and visibility, and you're literally coming up to the top. And at the top is profitability. Profitability is not down here at the bottom. You can't start profitable. You've got to master these other seven things in order to get to the top of the tier of the pyramid, which is profitability. Profitability means number one, you value what you bring into the marketplace. You understand that there is a need for what you are delivering. And it doesn't matter how many other people are selling something similar there is still room for you and there's a need for you. 
And you get out of your own way of being a brokepreneur <laughs> by charging what you're worth and understanding that everybody's not going to invest in it. Everybody's not going to have the capacity or the ability to be able to invest in it right now. But the right people who see you as the fit and the solution for their pain, they're going to be the ones who do whatever it takes for them to invest in it. So your job is to make sure that you have packaged, positioned, and promoted your expertise in a way that you are findable and that people who are drawn to what it is that you're offering are able to come in and make the investment so that they can work with you so that they can experience transformation. So are you setting yourself up for a profitable business? Are you creating predictable income? Like are there certain revenue generating activities that you're doing as a part of your speaker business so that you can predict your income, not just, oh, I hope someone refers me and I hope I get a paid speaking engagement this month. We don't want to live on hope. <laughs> we want to live on uh, some level of a predictable income. And that means there are certain things that you can be doing, whether it's submitting uh, requests for proposals for speaking or whether it's going to events where, you know, decision makers are in the room who can hire you or whether it's coming to someone else's platform and speaking about your expertise so that they can invest in your course or your program. But you should always be positioning yourself for increased profits that allow you to serve more people and usher more people into whatever their next level is for, for their journey. Fabulous, fantastic. So, okay, so let's go through all, all, um, a summary of all, all eight of them. I have, I've listened down as you, you were saying them. So number one is... Uh, mastery. Mastery. I can't, I'm dyslexic. I can't even read my own handwriting. <laughs> Sometimes I can't either. <laughs> so number one is mastery. Number two is clarity. Number three is visibility. Number four is transparency. Number five is authenticity. Six is... Um, consistency number seven is credibility and number eight is profitability which is amazing and we're not going to elaborate on further because you can go back and listen to the beginning of this episode if you need to go through again which i recommend you do because there's so many golden nuggets which were thrown today which is amazing so um let's wrap this up now dr Sharosa. So tell us how can we connect with you where can we find you on the internet Yes, you can connect with me directly through my website, which is CherylEmpowers.com. That's an S on the end, CherylEmpowers.com. You can become a part of my VIP community list and grab a copy of my signature story template while you're there. But I also highly encourage you to come over and join me in my free online speakers community on Facebook at Global Speakers University. All you got to do is go to Facebook type in the search bar, Global Speakers University, and you'll be able to come in and get all the access to the free strategies and tips and even call for speaker announcements that we share in that community. And then all across social media, connect with me and follow me at Cheryl Empowers. I hang out on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, everything is Cheryl Empowers. Just type it in and you'll be able to find me. Fantastic. So if you are listening to us on the podcast, remember the links that Dr. Cheryl was just mentioned will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on the YouTube, then down below in the description section, we have all the links once again for you. Do check her out. She's amazing. As you've heard that in just short half an hour, she's gone through an amazing um, eight step um, step methodology that you can utilize to become a very profitable speaker so do go check her out and see how she can support you and thank you dr cheryl woods for being such an amazing guest but we've learned i've i've thoroughly enjoyed today's session and learned so much myself me too i love your energy thank you so much for all you do in the world and i appreciate you having me Thank you so much, Dr. Sherwoods. And thank you for listening to me and Dr. Sherwoods today on our Money Talkies. I will be back with another amazing guest, learning from them, asking them to share their wisdom and their expertise so that you and I can build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.
If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.